Finds Barrett. Get a shot up. This is for the win. You're listening to Tape Stinks, presented by Miscellaneous Madness. We are, well, there is no me. We. It's just me. It's just me. It's Tapes Takes is back. And not back in the way that I expected. I did not expect to really be back because after last year after like two games I was just like you know what I'm not going to do it anymore it's not gaining any traction but I still had a passion for it very much so had a passion for it and you know what I was like you know what let's bring it back so I'm back and I have a lot on my plate I am a married man now I am a soon to be father come May Man, there's a lot going on, but I'm always going to make time for my Knicks. Um, first game back, um, first game of the new season, a very weird season, I will say. You know, we have the in-season tournament coming up in a couple weeks on November 3rd. Um, the league announced today that the East versus West um, All-Star game format is back I don't know how I necessarily feel about that but I guess it's exciting everybody seems excited about it so let's get things rolling don't have any sponsors yet don't have any people to shout out on shout out to the regular listeners man the ones who continue to support no matter what um so I am Tate I'm your host about to get started man um Knicks versus Celtics. I and then listen. I excuse me if I kind of like feel like I'm rushing my words or about to be on the verge of a cough. I'm just getting over bronchitis. I've been sick since August, late August. Um, so please bear with me. Um, and I don't have anything to drink with me right here except yeah, I don't have anything to drink. Perfect. I've been doing this for a while now. You would think I would know to bring some water with me, but anyway. The Knicks versus the Celtics, game one, opening night in Madison Square Garden. The Knicks, who came back um, after advancing to the second round, the Knicks hadn't won a playoff game in 10 years, a playoff series, excuse me, in 10 years. So coming off the high off of that and – you know, of course, our front office with this continuity. I'll touch on that later on in the show. Um, they seem like they have the right pieces. Obviously, we don't have Obi Toppin anymore. We have, <coughs> excuse me, we have only signed Dante DiVincenzo. And I like, I will touch on DiVincenzo later on in the show. The Knicks who started out very, very, very slow in the first quarter, lost to the Boston Celtics 108 to 104. Run through the stats real quick and we'll get on to my key points for each quarter. And we'll, yeah, okay. I'm very much disappointed about this loss. Um, 
Yeah. Not disappointed, but I'm not going to over... I'm disappointed, but I'm not going to overreact. It's game one. There's no need to overreact just yet. So, running down the stat sheet. Julius Randle played for 34 minutes. He had an awful shooting. Now he's shooting five for 22 from the field. <coughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Um, shooting five for 22 from the field. Um, putting up 14.7 assists, at least, and... 11 rebounds. Mitchell Robinson, 22 minutes, two points, six rebounds, four personal fouls. Early foul trouble really kind of messed him up, too. Um, Jalen Brunson, 33 minutes. Another guy who had an awful shoot tonight, 6 to 21, 15 points, six assists. R.J. Barrett, somebody who I felt like had a lot of energy and a lot of heart tonight, played for 36 minutes, shot 8 for 20, a little funky, but put up 24 points. Quentin Grimes, 23 minutes. He's the only guy, he's the only starter that shot well. 4 for 7, 11 points. Isaiah Hart signed 26 minutes, 3 for 4, 7 points. Josh Hart, 22 uh, minutes, 2 for 4, 7 points. Emmanuel quickly, 28 points, 7 from 11 from the field, 24 points. And Dante DiVincenzo, 15 points. 15 minutes, I'm sorry. I wish it was 15 points. 15 minutes, 0 points. Now, where do I even begin? Where do I even begin? This team really played terribly tonight. Here we are in the first quarter. Julius Randle started off really slow. The whole team started off really slow, um, except for I will get I will say RJ and IQ. Um, Randall started off 0 for 5 in the first few minutes of the game. Jalen Brunson was starting off slow, too. After I believe he started off 0 for 5 as well. But the game was still close. The Knicks never – what I will say about this game, shocking enough, no, no matter how bad they played tonight, they never let Boston slip away with a 20, 25-point lead. When it should – we should have lost by 25 tonight. We should have. Then the fact that we lost by four is pretty decent. Pretty decent. RJ was pretty much, was really, you know, the most, I would say the most efficient person in the first quarter. Um, and then, of course, Tibbs being Tibbs, he subs out RJ for Josh Hart around the six-minute mark. And that was the most very questionable move that Tibbs made tonight that I, don't, I, don't, I didn't question Tibbs a lot. I really wasn't even focusing on tips. It was just more the matter of, yo, like, these guys got to wake up. These guys got to wake up. Julius Randle eventually hit his first three. The Knicks took the first 14 shots without a three. The defense was very, very shaky on the perimeter. Porzingis and, and Tatum, whatever they were throwing up, it was just going in. And I, even for Tatum, man, like, quickly played very good defense on Tatum in the corner, in the corner, 
Jason still threw it up and still made it. At that point, it's just like it's not even bad defense from quickly. It's just this Jason Tatum, man. Like it's Jason Tatum. It was an overall shaky start. Very, very frustrating as a fan to watch. I'm sure I couldn't can't even imagine how frustrating it was for the actual for the guys, actually the and the fans in the arena. RJ was um uh, very, very solid, like I said. There was one part in the first quarter, Boston used a challenge. I've never seen a challenge be used that early in the game. You know, you usually save your challenges for the end, you know, closer in crunch time when it's when it really matters because there will be one call that you just don't agree with and then you can't use it no more. Um, the Knicks ended the first quarter – well, not let me let me let me back back backtrack. By the first minute mark of the first quarter, the Knicks had only shot seven for twenty-two from the field. Only seven field goals had went down. The Knicks were just missing wide open layups. They just they weren't playing together, and it just seemed like the continuity thing. You would think, for I there's no excuse for Randall and RJ. They know how to play together. You've been on the team together since 2019. You should know how to play together by now. You should know, but every 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 year they act like they've never played with each other before. They act like they never have, and it's it's frustrating as a fan. It's very very frustrating. By the 32nd mark, the Knicks were at 29 percent in in the field goal percentage. Um, the first quarter ended, and Boston was up 30-18. R.J. Barrett led the team with twenty with eight points. Um, the Knicks ended the quarter shooting seven for 26 from the field. At that point, it's just like if you're shooting like that, it's super hard for you to survive the rest of the game. But I wasn't going to be – wasn't going to throw in the, the, oh, man, it's the end of the world, Chips. Not, I wasn't going to be in midseason form tonight. I wasn't, even though the refs kind of took me there to be in midseason form. Here we go in the second quarter. Quickly, and RJ on score on the first two possessions of the second quarter. Perfect. Now here's the point that I wanted to talk about. Dante DiVincenzo. Nova guy, obviously, you know, the whole um, narrative for the Knicks this summer has been the Nova Knicks. You have Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, and Dante DiVincenzo, and and Ryan Archie Diacono, I think, Ryan, I'm not even going to, I think I say, said his last name right, I think. But I'm still trying, even in preseason, even the preseason games I was watching, I'm just like, what does he bring to this team? I mean, he was DiVincenzo was bad tonight. He was really bad. I don't understand his game just yet. Maybe I need to watch some highlights or something from, you know, his, you know, early career or whatever, see how he wasn't at the Lenovo, but it's just like, what do you add to the team? And I'm like, he <laughs> <coughs> I'm so sorry. Um, 
he had 15 minutes tonight. So at that point, it's just like, oh, well, you had the Obi minutes. And here's the thing. At least if Obi got 15, 13, 15 minutes, Obi would have had about 8, 10 points in his 13 to 15 minutes. So it's just kind of like as a fan, it's just like, okay, this is what you gave up Obi for? Who I'm sure who is in the starting lineup for for Indiana and who's going to kill it. We've seen how Obi Toppin is in the starting lineup. The man can put about 25 points up per game. But it wasn't good enough. And I I mean, that's probably the only time I touch on the Obi situation because I don't want to keep pulling the Obi car every time we lose a game this season. Um but you would you can tell that there was something missing with this team tonight, and it definitely was Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin definitely brought energy to that second unit along with Derrick Rose. But like when you're not playing these guys and using them to their full potential, you're they're just rotting on the bench, and they have no trade value whatsoever. Now my thing is this: if you played Obi to his full potential and you still were going to trade him. At least we would have got something from that. But for a couple second-round picks for Obi is not good. And then for you just to sign his brother, who's riding on the bench, who probably won't be on the team come the end of the season. Tip still went with a, is still going with the nine-man roster. So you've seen kind of, you've seen guys kind of build their confidence. I mean, we saw what Miles McBride did in the in the last two preseason games, but that's preseason, and we don't have a point guard issue right now. We have a Tibbs issue, um, and we just like and somebody said somewhere, the Knicks struggle when Mitchell Robinson sits down. And my thing is I hate it when Mitchell Robinson gets into foul trouble because I have to deal with Isaiah Hartenstein. And I kind of am a fan walking on eggshells when it comes to Isaiah Hartenstein because I'm like, I don't know if he is going to not rebound, not score, or just do something flat-out stupid. I remember being at the Charlotte game last uh, earlier this year, and he had no boards. He could not rebound. And I said it all last year. Isaiah Hartenstein what is a rebounding liability. You grabbed eight rebounds tonight. Cool. You should be averaging about 10, 11 rebounds per game. You're a freaking center. But anyway. <sighs> I can't believe we lost. Knicks were down as uh, much as 28-40. In the second quarter, Jay LeBronza was still scoreless until he eventually scored. Per the seven-minute and 44-second mark of the second quarter, the Knicks were 10-33 and 33 from the field. 10-33. and 33. I'm being quiet because I'm letting that sink in. 10 and 33, and we only lost by four points tonight. 10 points is what we should have had 
at the end of the first quarter. 33 is what Boston should have had. The five-minute mark came out. By the five-minute mark, Jalen Brunson had finally scored his first bucket. Um, Quinta Grimes did a beautiful crossover layup to get a basket. Um, that put the Knicks down by five points, 49-44. Isaiah Hartenstein at the buzzer put in a layup, and the Knicks were down 51-46. The, the first half was just bad. But I will say this, was the second quarter better than the first quarter? 100%. But was the second quarter still bad? Very much so. But they were still competing because and here's the thing with Boston. Like, Boston was slipping up. Every time Boston would slip up, the Knicks would go on a run. And then every time the Knicks made one mistake, Boston would find their way back and, and take the lead. This uh, flopping rule thing is really getting on my nerves no, while I'm talking about it. I'll touch on it a little more later. But it's, it's bad, man. And I really feel like this flopping thing is not going to be well-liked around the league. Because there are dudes that get hurt, man. And there are dudes that are weaker than the other guys, man. Listen, I know I'd be flopping all over the place if I had to go up against somebody like LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You know, bro, those are big dudes. They're huge. So I, I think we have to take into consideration about this whole flopping thing. Like, I don't think the flopping rule is going to be here forever. I don't think it will. I think the flopping rule needs to be reviewed. If there's going if if the flopping rule is here to stay, there needs to be some tweaks. At least review it. Cuz Jalen Brunson got hit with the with a technical foul for flopping and he landed on Jason Tatum's foot which could have led him to spraining his ankle the first game of the season. I think that's a dirty, I mean, and maybe accidents happen, but I think that is a dirty play. It's so dirty. Nick's in the third quarter, down by 10. There was zero defense being played. The Knicks offense was starting to look lost again like it was in the first half. Um, then Boston starts to slip up again. But this time, the Knicks took advantage and went on a 10-0 run. And when Boston slipped up and the Knicks started going on a run, I was like, oh, I already know what type of time this is. This game's going to go down to the wire. Because Boston's starting to slip up. The Knicks ended up tying the game. Josh Hart passed up on a wide open three. I don't know why he did it. In the moment, adrenaline, I guess, but you just don't, you gotta be intent, you gotta pay attention, man. I had tweeted that the Knicks weren't playing with, uh, well, is it tweeted now or what's it called? We don't say tweet anymore, so we do we say I X'd? I, I don't know. Um, that's weird lingo. Um, 
But I put a tweet out that the Knicks weren't playing with heart. <coughs> the entire quarter in the game, for real, for real. But they started to turn things around, and I was just like, oh, well, forget my tweet. You know, forget that. They started to play. Like I said, Boston started to slip up. And if the Knicks had hit their free throws tonight, the score would be the Knicks 108, Boston 104. And maybe, and we probably would have had an overtime round. Emmanuel quickly was balling. The Knicks still started struggling, got cold again, and ended up back down by nine. And that's how they ended the third quarter, down by nine. The fourth quarter, I didn't write down much write down much key points because I was watching and I was just like, you know what, out of emotion, I'm going to just speak how, how I feel. I only have like maybe three, four, eight points down on this thing. RJ and Emmanuel quickly were freaking hot. More so Emmanuel Cookie than R.J. Barrett, but R.J. Barrett hits some crucial shots, man. R.J. Barrett doesn't give me that, uh, that, that, that nervous feeling like he used to give me, you know, every time I watch him play. Or, you know, everybody knows me. I, I'm an R.J. Barrett fan. I am. The Knicks were ended up down by one. Josh Hart shot a three, and the garden blew up. And I blew up in my house with my pregnant wife sitting on a, sleeping on, on the couch. And she did not wake up. She did not wake up. She did not wake up. <laughs> um, it started to feel like that, that Boston and Knicks game, um, home opener game two seasons ago. But, you know, with... Fournier hitting shots and just that felt good. I was just like, man, as long as it did, this game didn't end in a blowout, which it should have. But I was just like, you know, just be competitive, just compete and try to get a win. Jalen Brunson gets called for the T for flopping. I touched on that. I, I just like I said, it's he would have flopped in had a, had himself a sprained ankle, had. You know what I'm saying? They like the league. They really need to look on this on this floppy thing. It's it's atrocious. It's atrocious. It's atrocious. It's terrible. It's I mean, well, it's terrible when it's uh, when it's against us and not against any other team. But but it's atrocious, man. I, I even I'm, I mean I'm not gonna be biased because I'm just a Knicks fan. And I didn't want you know. It's dumb. Flopping is an issue in the league, but my thing is you there needs to be you know how they be like, well, take it to Sakakis and see what they say. This just can't be on the ref's call. You have to treat these calls like you would finding flagrants, like you would with challenging plays. You need to look, review that stuff. Because if that was reviewed, Jalen Brunson would have had a chance at the line for three points. It's the little things that can change the factor of the game, and I don't think the league pays attention to that. You want to be effective? Stuff like that. Change this rule. 
That's, that'll prove to me that you're effective. And this isn't just about a money scheme or to pretend to play fair. Because technically, we still live in a world right now where we don't really fully trust referees. I know I don't. In the NFL, nor the NBA. I believe referees have their favorites. I believe referees have personal vendettas against against teams, and they're going to do whatever they can to screw them out of a win and mess up their the whole track of their season. I believe that. I believe that the bas- the NBA is rigged in some sort of way because of the referees, and I don't feel like they're cracking down on it. My, I have yet to see the referees get handled the way that they should be handled, and they should be held responsible for all the BS that they call every single night. Games should not come down to the come down to the wire because of foul calls and stuff like that. Let these niggas play, bro. So this flopping thing is stupid. And I think the, the, the flopping thing, like I said, is a cover-up from actually handling the real issue. Deal with these referees. These referees need to be punished. These guys like Tony Brothers, these guys like Scott Foster, something needs to be done. And I'm not just saying this as a Knicks fan. I'm saying this as a basketball fan, an NBA fan. Do something, Adam Silver. If you say you're for the people and you're for the fans, prove it. Crack down on this situation. I've seen too many games and careers decided off of referee calls. It sucks. If we want to be technical, let's talk about that LeBron James layup that he should have gotten two free throws for in that game against the Celtics last season. And Boston and L.A. went to overtime, and L.A. lost. And that's my th- another thing. If you're going to be innovative and try new things, here's like I said. If a game has to go to overtime and somebody took a last shot and somebody got fouled, that needs to be reviewed. No call. Foul, that needs to be reviewed. It needs to be reviewed. And I don't care if they set it in place and it's not in the Knicks' favor at all. At least I know the game is being played fair. They need to fix this issue, bro. It's bad. It's really bad. Back to the fourth quarter, though. Emmanuel Quigley was really cooking. You know, I, I, I'm going to touch on his contract situation a, a little bit later, but I, listen, my man is out for murder, bro. Emmanuel Quigley's going to see red all season long, bro, and he's going to be a problem. If the Knicks don't, I, I'm, 
I'm going to save it. 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 Julius Randle hit a three, which led to um, Emmanuel quickly getting a beautiful seal, which led to a Quentin Grimes four-point play. But Quentin Grimes missed the shot, of course, the, uh, the free throw, because that's just been the trend. The refs um, called a foul on Emmanuel quickly on the other side. Um, an A-B contact, A-B point, whatever. Stupid. Emmanuel quickly went straight up with both hands up. He didn't make illegal contact, bro. Like I said, the referees, I don't think they're trying for a referral. I don't think they're trying. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong that y'all that that these referees are trying. You can't tell me that they are. I'm sorry. You just you can't tell me that 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 they're that they're trying. I'm sorry. You just can't. Sorry. Point blank. Period. And the end result was just the Kristaps uh, Porzingis three, a big three. Um. And I mean, good for Kristaps, man. Like, this is going to be sc- scary because now he, we see Porzingis, you know, three more times this year, four more times next, <laughs> four more times next year. Um, it's bad. It's really, it's it's oh goodness that they don't the Knicks don't figure figure this out. Goodness gracious. And the Knicks lost 1-8, My final thoughts before I get up out of here and go back and be with my pregnant wife. Um, I, I'm not going to worry too much about Brunson and, and Randall. Obviously, I, and I had tweeted this during the game, the Knicks won't have a chance at winning this game unless Jalen Brunson and, and Julius Randall start to score. Eventually they did, not consistently though. Maybe if they hit their, if he, you know, Julius Randle hit his free throws, cool. Um, but it's one game. I'm not gonna trip just yet. We have 81 more games left. I, I, I'm not tripping. I'm not. This could be the one loss of the season. And that can be it, and we can go 81 and 1. Or this can be um, one out of 82 losses. You know, we don't know. We don't know how this season is going to go. That's the beauty of this thing, of this of the, the game. You just don't know. You just got to, you just have to watch every single night. And that's what I'm going to try to, and I'm going to do that. Uh, free throws. Let's get back in the lab. Only person I can say that it's really ch- who is going to be who's going to get us more to the line. It's going to be RJ. I-, I saw that during preseason and even watching um the f- uh the FIFA joint in the summer. Just seeing Canada like RJ. We're hanging out with SGA man. Like RJ's going to be a problem at the line with getting to the line. RJ won't have any problems with getting to the line. And I know RJ had issues with that. And nine times out of ten, all of this stuff wasn't his fault. RJ just wasn't getting the calls. Like I said, referees. 
RJ and um, quickly definitely has stepped up. Um, let's talk about Emmanuel quickly in this contract situation. Emmanuel quickly did not get a rookie extension on his contract, um, which means that he's going to be a restricted free agent come next summer. How do I feel about that as a fan, as a quickly fan? It's bothersome because I want quickly to be nowhere else but in an orange and blue jersey. But why wasn't Leon Rose and World Wide West quick to extend him? Let's think about that. This might get me some hate from some Knicks fans, and I'll, and I'll probably get hella love from other Knicks fans for saying this. But this is what I – this calls tapes takes. This ain't Knicks Twitter takes. This is tapes takes. This is what I think. I think from a guy who really did not play well in the playoffs, who then eventually got hurt – which also sunk the Knicks down even more. Emmanuel quickly was in a freaking boot, y'all. And that Miami, he was in a, he was in a boot in that second round. Would I be so quick to re-sign somebody? If it was me, not me. If it was me, and you know, if I was Leon Rose, yeah, I was st- I would sign him. Because I know it quickly brings to the table, minus, you know, the playoffs and stuff like that. But I know what he brings to the table. The energy he brings off, that's what I'm, like, quickly has to, I know he wants to be a starter, man. And he will get there. Quickly just has to hone in on being this guy for the second unit, bro. He has to. It's destined on him. He can definitely be sixth man of the year. If he doesn't win sixth man of the year this year, I'm going to be shocked. But will he be in the starting lineup for sure? I can definitely see Emmanuel quickly in the starting lineup with Jalen Brunson. If we struck out at not getting Jalen Brunson, Emmanuel quickly for sure would be in that lineup right now. Tibbs would have no choice. The Alec Burke thing wasn't working, the Kimball Walker thing wasn't working. I couldn't imagine who he would who they would bring in instead to start in front of Emmanuel quickly. I would be so shocked if it had gone down that route. And if they if it had gone down that route, MSU would have been burned to the ground. For sure. Do I think Emmanuel Quickly is going to get his contract this season? Yes. He's going to get his contract. He for sure is going to get his contract. Everybody's like, oh, well, you paid Josh Hart. Josh Hart. I don't think, uh, I don't know if he was. It's really bad that I don't remember this stuff. A lot happened after after the playoffs. I kind of tuned myself out from Nick's Twitter after the playoffs ended, but Josh Hart is a dog, and I'm not saying Quickly's not a dog. 
But they did act fast on getting Josh Hart. They did. He, I mean, he was a, he was a free agent. He was a free agent. He did have an option. So, I mean, of course they were going to bring him back and extend him. Of course, without 100% they were. He's a valuable piece. It may quickly is a valuable piece. I just don't know why they are sitting on their hands with quickly. And now my thing is this. If quickly goes and walks, that's Leon Rose's problem. And I'm telling you right now, and I know I wasn't going to play the OB card, but since it's only the first, the first podcast, I'm just getting it all out of my system right now. Leon Rose will be out of a job if OB Toppin balls out this season. And I, I'm not talking about no weak numbers. I'm talking about OB Toppin's making ESPN high headlines every single week. Leon Rose deserves to lose his job if OB Toppin balls out. That's my take. And if you let Emmanuel quickly walk, you might as well walk out with him because you're not coming back. That is 100% fireable. If you let Emmanuel quickly walk, you might as well walk out with him, Leon. 100%. Pay this man his money. Pay him his money. There's no reason, bro. There's no reason why you can't pay Emmanuel quickly his money. That should be on the... I know if I was playing 2K and, you know, I got notified, I would extend him. 100%. That's how valuable I believe Emmanuel quickly is to this team. That's how valuable we feel like Emmanuel quickly is to this team. But, I mean, look, like, what do I know? I'm just a fan. What, what do we on Knicks Twitter and all the other fans, all the other Knicks fans think? We're just fans, right? We don't, we don't know any better. I know a bunch of people on 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 this freaking Twitter app that could possibly be a better GM than Leon Rose. That can be a better coach than Tom Thibodeau. Or could be a better player than Julius Randle. I'm not going to go crazy on Julius Randle. Listen to the fans. Resign this boy, man. This man has a talent that is so rare. And if you don't keep him, he's going to be a problem. And he's going to be the missing piece of somebody's championship team. If you let Emmanuel quickly walk quick, Emmanuel quickly will be closer to an NBA championship. on another team. And don't let him walk to Indiana with Obi 
My goodness. And I'm not saying Indiana would win the championship, but, bro, oh, my God. Emmanuel quickly could be a team's missing piece from them getting, getting to the finals and winning the championship and running this freaking league. And the Knicks don't see that. Other, 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 th other thoughts, I'm going to talk about one more thing, and then I'm going to be done. Um, let me give myself like 10 more minutes, I promise I'll be out. Um, I appreciate the Knicks for staying in the game and not making it a unwatchable game. It was very, very watchable. Um, I appreciate that. And it just shows me that, you know what, this isn't going to be a bad season. It was like, a, you know what, my bad people, we, we know better. We're going to work on it. Don't worry about it. Cool. Offense got cold down the stretch, of course, and, you know, shooting 53% from the free throw is crazy. But this, is, this isn't a, a, a new problem. We're, I'm not shocked because they did this last year. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. And I will only blame Tibbs for not having Jalen Brunson and Emmanuel Quickly switch roles because Quickly was definitely cooking tonight especially down the stretch. He was cooking. And then Emmanuel Quigley was just there. He was just there. Stupid. That's my overall thoughts on the, on the game tonight. Um, I don't know what the heck is going to happen this season, y'all. I, I really don't know. It's crazy how one trade could literally change my whole outlook on the team. And we don't know what this OB trade is going to look like. Because it's and it's a real nasty trade too because we should have got first rounds for OB Toppin. Indiana fleeced us so bad, bro. They fleeced us so bad, and I don't think people realize that. And I don't care, bro. Obi Toppin hasn't really played yet, you know. No, bro. I'm taking from me as a Knicks fan who sat and watched three great seasons of Obi Toppin. The Knicks got fleeced. Obi Toppin's going to cook us when they come to the garden. He's going to cook us so bad, bro. Just wait and see. There have been rumors going around, especially today and I believe yesterday, that the Knicks would be opening open to trade to trading Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, Evan Fournier for Joel Embiid. And this is the last thing I'm talking about, then I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna say this. I will be pissed if Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett get traded for, Ju for Joel Embiid. I will be pissed because 
at that point, it's just like I, I don't I don't trust Joel Embiid. I don't trust Joel Embiid to stay healthy. I, I just don't have that confidence in Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid would be a better, a great asset to the team. Oh my goodness! Could you imagine if they found some trade a trade to get Joel Joel and beat Joel and beat on the team and keeping Mitchell Robinson? Oh my goodness! That front court would be freaking unstoppable. But that's not how they, how it's going to work. Now, will I take Joel and beat over Carl Anthony Towns? One hundred percent. hundred percent I will. I don't want Carl Anthony Towns anywhere near this team. I don't want any more of Leon Rose's nephews, Leon Rose's cousins, Leon Rose's sisters. No, I don't want them anywhere on this team no more, bro. I'm tired of this CAA bullcrap. I'm tired of it. We're tired of it. Uh, Knicks fans are very much diverse. They're they're super diverse, just like their boroughs. You got one side who believes Carl Anthony Towns should come to the Knicks. You got the other side that believes Joel B should come to the Knicks. Then you got the other side that believe none should come to the Knicks. I don't know. I'm not up for it. It's too early to talk about trades. I don't really care. I just don't want Carl Anthony Towns on my team, and I just I'm not feeling the Embiid thing just yet. The goal is for the goal is continuity, right, and getting the Knicks to the finals and adding a piece that can get the Knicks to be a contending team for the next years to come. If you take if you throw out R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, you're not a contending team anymore. My take, my opinion, that's my thought. I don't think you are a contending team anymore. I'm sorry. So there's that. Prove me wrong. But I don't, 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 don't trade RJ, man. Don't trade Julius Randle. And I, honestly, I, if Julius Randle, since he cut his hair off, if he's back to 2019, 2018, Julius Randle, I, I don't, you just, his trade value has gone down when you should have traded him last season or after his all after the 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 first the uh the first playoff run you should have traded him Julius Randle might have hurt hurt his value though because of the playoffs And you know, some people could say, well, maybe the same thing could be said about Emmanuel Quickly. No, it's Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly is a freaking dog. Like I said, but it's game one. I'm not going to overreact about nothing. I'm not going to say, oh, woe is me. Like, the Knicks should have traded Julius Randle. I, I feel like we'll circle back around that point, some point in, in the season, once we get into about the midseason. Maybe about January, February. We'll see. But right now, I'm not going to overreact. The Knicks, man, they 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 got a tough um they they got a tough schedule coming up, man. I mean, when I say this schedule is it's it's tough. It's tough. Um the Knicks got 
Atlanta on Friday. The Knicks are on the road, actually. This month, uh, these next couple games. They're on the road against Atlanta. Then they go to New Orleans. Then they go to Cleveland. Where are my November games? Okay. Then the Knicks will be back home to play against Cleveland. And then the in-season tournament on the third. Knicks and the Bucks. The Bucks who just got Damian Lillard. The Bucks who just extended Giannis. This man was out the door if, listen, this man was out the door if there was no Damian Lillard trade. For sure, Giannis was out the door. But good GMs are going to do whatever they can to keep their star player. I wish I had that on my team. Uh yeah, this, these I, I I think it gets easy for the Knicks after the um after the third after ele- um November third, we got Clippers, Spurs, Hornets. Uh, then we see the Celtics again, then the Hawks again, then the next um in season tournament game that's in D.C. I will not be attending that game. Um, I'll be home on my couch watching that game. Um, but I mean, ugh, it's a lot. And I don't know how I feel about these in-season tournaments. I don't I don't see myself going to any um Knicks games this year. Maybe one. I'll probably slide it at a Knicks and Wizards game in January on the 6th. They play on a Saturday. That should be an easy game I can drive up to and drive back home for. Um, like I say, y'all, I got a baby on the way. Um, so please, please bear with me. Um, if the Knicks don't make the playoffs, um, after April 14th, um, then I'll be free and I'll be able to focus on, you know, getting ready for the baby because my baby is due on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. I, I think that is so freaking cool as a Star Wars fan. Um, that that is so freaking cool to me, um, but if the Knicks make the playoffs and we see them in May, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be real tough. Um, I'm trying my best to get a second co-host, so when I'm not able to do the show, the co-host can actually do the show. I'm gonna just probably look out, look around, and see who wants to do it though, because. I, I need help. I can't. I don't want to keep doing this by myself. I want this show to be conversation. You know, we're you know watching a game. And we come up with our own stuff. Like I want it to be like. I I mean, you know, we got first taken and, and undisputed and stuff like that. But a Knicks fan version of first taken undisputed would be so freaking dope. And I know people have it on the spaces or whatever and all the other stuff. It's kind of hard with Knicks Twitter right now and trying to find people because everybody's trying to do their own thing. You know, but I'm kind of on the thing of like, yo, let's just come together at this point. You know, no need to everybody have their own podcast and we're all saying the same things. I mean, but everybody takes is different, you know. Me personally, I, I would like to hear what Papa Left has to think about this. Um, I don't, they might see, I don't, I haven't seen Ari on the timeline. I gotta see what Ari was 
uh, tweeting tonight. Um, but like I said, man, I'm looking for a co-host. I'm down to take anybody as long, you know, anybody who who wants to get your takes off. Like, I'm all for giving the opportunity to doing that because at some point I'm not going to keep doing this no more. Um, I'd rather be in a behind-the-scenes role producing and editing and pushing the stuff out marketing and all the other stuff. That's what I'm in school for right now. Um, definitely, that's definitely the role I want to get into. Um, and I, I just love sports, man. I just love talking about sports. I love talking about the Knicks, except in the summer. Um, so, like I said, man, um, I can let y'all know now, y'all aren't going to be hearing from me from um, letting y'all know now Friday, the Knicks will be in doing a West Coast trip, a four-game West Coast trip in December, starting on the 13th. From the 15th to the 18th, y'all will not be hearing from me. You might hear from me from the 18th. I'm not going to lie, though. Um, yeah, from the 15th to the 18th, y'all probably not going to hear from me. I will be out of town. I will be in New York um, handling some business, um, getting some things taken care of, some stuff on the way. Um, and the other show, I know, other time I know I won't be able to do it is actually the first in-season tournament game. Um, I have a prior engagement. This is before the schedule got released, um, so I have to attend to that too as well. But those are the only two times as of right now. Um, everything else should be smooth sailing for the rest of the year. Um, Yeah, everything else should be smooth sailing for the rest of the year. I'll, I'll let you know. Hopefully, by the middle of the season, I'll have a co-host. So, like I said, man, we back. I'm excited to be back. I'm happy that y'all are here. To people that do support, I appreciate the support. Um, follow me on Twitter, man, at tape underscore talking Knicks, man. Hit me up with questions, DMs, whatever, whatever y'all think. If you think the show is whack, let me know. If you think the show is good, let me know. I'm all about people's opinions and, you know, how I can better my product. Um, like I said, I appreciate everybody on here. Um, I will see y'all on Friday after the Hawks game. F Trey Young, man. F Trey Young. <laughs>